Welcome to Shed Life. Hello, Ro. How are you, mate? Hi there, Mr. Pod. I'm very well, <laughs> thank you. How you been? <laughs> yeah, good, man. Good. Um, it's an exciting day for us all. Um, do you know why? Um, I do know why, and I am really, really excited, and I hope you are excited for this festival that we have coming up, starting today. Mate, it is going to be insane. I don't think I remember being off football for this long, like, genuinely buzzing. It's like Christmas morning, man. Spoilie. Yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, um, you've got 100 days um, since the uh, last game. Um, and obviously, uh, until the one starting this uh, evening, um, as I said, we're in store for um, so many games in a row. It's um, it's like Christmas come early. Exactly, you're taking the words out <laughs> of my mouth. Um, a real festival of football to look forward to for everyone. Mm, yeah. All right. Well, um, we're going to have a quick rundown of the games and look through them. Maybe uh, I don't know, give some predictions or something, um, just to get everyone else excited. Uh, like us. Uh, before we start, I want to ask you about Newcastle, man. I know you're a Newcastle fan and we talked about it uh, briefly on our last pod, the last episode together. Um, what's, yeah, what's the latest on this takeover, man? Some news that has come out literally just in the last half hour, but what's going yeah. on? Yeah, so it's, um, it's well, we could, do, we could be the laughing stock of the Premier League yet again. Um, this has happened <laughs> twice to us. Twice to Newcastle fans in the last uh, uh, two to three years, we've been um, we've been teased um, with the fact that uh, Mr. Mr. Mike Ashley was going to be leaving our club. Thank God, but no. Um, at the moment, really, if you're asking me, things are pretty much up in the air. Um, uh, there was hope that the um, the Saudi uh, takeover, the consortium takeover, was going to happen with the Ruben brothers, but. Um, Things look to have stalled. Um, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's Mike Ashley being difficult like he normally is or whether it's just due to coronavirus that um, the Saudis have decided to halt on the takeover. Um, this, is what, this is why I didn't get too excited um, initially, um, even though it may have looked like I was excited in your previous uh, podcast. Um, this has happened to us too many times and we thought it'd be third time lucky, but it might, might not be. Um, I've just seen the news that you just mentioned as well. Um, about uh, an American businessman uh, getting involved now. Apparently, a gentleman called Henry Morris, uh, who's lodged a formal offer to buy uh, Newcastle. Um, not sure where that's come from. Apparently, the proposal is worth £350 million. Um, Newcastle United have yet to confirm anything. These are rumours at this moment in time. Um, we did have a bid from America coming uh, last year, which was from the uh, owner of the Atlanta Falcons, which is an NFL team but that never materialised into anything. Um, so maybe this is the same situation. Um, yeah, I mean, it could create a bidding war, but one <coughs> thing one thing I'd prefer to say is I'd much prefer to uh, have... Uh, I'm not too sure who what the American business is, but the, um, the money that was being promised from the uh, previous owners was quite exciting, let's be honest. Um, well, but that's were, the update on Newcastle. Sorry, yeah. please. Well, you were being um, sort of dangled like people like Pochettino and stuff in front of you, isn't it? With the uh, it, potential well, exa- Saudis. 
Yeah, exactly. With with uh, Pochettino offering 19 million a year, um, Kulabali came out. Um, uh, plays for Napoli. Um, mm. To my to my memory, yeah. Uh, Kulabali uh, came out midfielder came out said that Newcastle United would be a great project to be involved with. Um, so that was a that was really exciting to hear. And we were obviously linked with Coutinho. Um, but let, let's 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 see what happens. Fingers are crossed. I think they'll hold everything until uh, these uh, this festival of football does finish, um, and then we'll go from there. But um, I can't yeah, I mean, do it. I can't. I can't do yeah. it, mate. Another year of Ashley. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I was looking into that um, Saudi sort of stall, stallment, whatever stall. Uh, it was something to do with that World Trade Organization report that came out, um, and something about piracy and all that. I think. Yes. A sort of long going dispute with Saudis and Qatar. Um, yes, you are. But apparently, but apparently it's still in the still in the hands of um, Newcastle itself. So, like you said, it could create a bidding war. It could be, I don't know, could could go ahead. You never know. So, yeah, watch yeah. the space. Huh? Yeah, you're totally right with that TV thing. It's to do with a company called Binaid Sports, which is a uh, Qatari business, um, which does not allow anyone in Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia to stream um, the football from their site. Um, or from their television company. Um, so this is why the piracy of games has been questioned and uh, there's a little bit of dodgy things going on. But let's see, watch this space. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. So let's start with tonight. Two games back to back. I think these are the two games uh, involving the four teams who have um, matches in hand, right? Got Villa, Sheffield, United, uh, City and Arsenal. Yeah, to- totally correct there. Um, these are the two games um, with the teams that have uh, those games in hand. Uh, obviously, we have uh, two games tonight. Um, Aston Villa versus Sheffield United at 6pm. Um, and then you've got Man City versus Arsenal at 8.15pm. A lot of people will be glued onto the TV at 8.15, I'd imagine. Um, I still will be tuning into both, and I hope you will be as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about the first game. Um, implications for this game if Villa win they'll sort of leapfrog a few teams I think and jump out of the um, bottom three I believe and yeah, Sheffield totally United win uh, I think they could leapfrog United maybe or we'll get really close to the top four spot on there um, with your knowledge um, <laughs> this is uh, no you're spot on there if Villa, if Villa, Villa, if Villa need the points let's be honest um, I think they're sitting on 25 points um, if they do get a victory tonight and three points, they will go uh, level with Bournemouth. Um, and I think they may go above them depending on goal difference. Um, and then you have uh, Sheffield United. If they win, they go above Man United and into that crucial uh, position of uh, fifth, which is looking potentially like it would be a Champions League spot this year if Man City are banned from that uh, European competition um, for the next two years. Um, in this game, obviously, we have Chris Wilder versus Dean Smith. Um, I think looking at the head-to-head, um, Sheffield United beat them 2-0 earlier in the season at home um, uh, with Johnny Fleck um, getting the winner there. Um, and yeah, this, this game is um, a very hard one to call. Um, you know, we have the, the first game back of the Premier League. You know, we're both obviously all buzzing. Um, but it's a different scenario this time. There are, there are no fans. Mm. Um, this is... This is a, this is crazy, isn't it? It's no fans. Um, the stadium is going to be divided into separate zones. Apparently, they have a red, amber, and a green zone. Um, and in the red zone, only 110 people will be allowed in that zone. Um, and those are people that have been tested uh, for coronavirus within the last five days, and they've had 
uh, two tests, I believe, within the week. So it's it's very strict rules. Um, and um, who yeah, will be these saw, people allowed in the red zone? Like what media, um, coaching um, staff? What is exactly? It's not actual fans, the, is it? No, no, it's not fans at all. That's good. Good to clarify. Obviously, um, in the red zone, it's purely the pitch and the tunnel. Um, so what you're looking at there is the entire coaching staff, um, and then you're looking at the players itself. And obviously, an important factor uh, this time round is that we have five substitutions. Managers have five substitutions to their hand, which is going to be a huge thing this time round. Um, I think we've seen it in the Bundesliga a little bit. If you have caught any of those games, um, that you know, uh, I believe they have extra substitutions as well. So it's an interesting factor having five subs to for a manager to play with. Almost, almost too many. Too many. It might be um, an interesting situation for them. Um, I do think this time round we're going to see a lot of, a lot of um, maybe a lot of youngsters being deployed, and just generally, uh, you know, squads, squads like Man City and Man United, and uh, you know they're really going, really going to thrive uh, from the situation because you know they have Man City effectively have two teams of eleven, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting, in, in, an interesting one. Um, I think it's just great to have football back. You know, these these, these teams have lost. You know, eighty to two hundred million pounds worth of losses. So it's um, a really exciting time. Um, but yeah, just moving back onto that she- uh, she- uh, Aston Villa, Sheffield United, Aston Villa at home. Normally, their crowd are really, really loud. Um, mm, yeah, but I mean, they, their home way. record, their home record is uh, significantly better than their away. Um, so they would usually be relying on these fans, I guess. Um, it's going to be an interesting prospect to see how they perform to make. without their fans, isn't it? Yeah, fantastic point to make there. Um, this one was a bit of a tough, tough game to for me to call. Um, just not knowing, you know, not going in any form. Villa's uh, last game they lost four nil um, to <laughs> Leicester, um, and um, I think Sheffield United got a one nil victory. Um, I've gone for a prediction of uh, one all on this game. I was so close to picking nil nil. Um, I was so close to picking nil nil, but I think. First game of the season, I couldn't go out with a uh, first game of the restart of the season. I couldn't go out with a negative piece. I've gone for a one-all uh, draw um, with um, she- uh, Chef United to score first and then Villa to come back. So, um, be interested to see if that prediction can come through. Uh, I think you can get about five to one at some bookmakers if you are interested in a betting aspect as well. Interesting. Yeah, man, you're right. That that opening game, no idea how to call that. I mean, I think the 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 players will be very aware that they are the first sort of um, teams going on live in front of millions of people. Uh, but that sort of vibe won't really get sort of pushed onto them because of the lack of fans, right? So who knows how mm-hmm. they're going to react. But, um, yeah. Do you have I'm, an angle I'm, on this game? Oh, I have no idea. I'm, I'm going to take a bit of a punt. and um, mm-hmm. No offence to Villa fans, but I'm going to say they might bottle it a bit. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Not really bother. I'll say it's closer than that. I'm gonna say um, two-one Sheffield United. Two-one two, two, to the Blades. <clears throat> All right. Well, back-to-back games, which is always fun to see. Man City Arsenal, mate. Let's talk about that. Yeah, Man City Arsenal. This is obviously the highlight of uh, today. Eight fifteen kickoff. Um, I believe it's on um, Sky Sports Pick, which is a new free channel for anyone that is interested in uh, getting involved in some free football. It's yes, free for everyone. 
Yeah, so Sky Sports, um, they're going to show 64 of the Premier League games this season when it resumes. Um, basically, they'll be, they'll be showing, I believe, 25 of those games will be on a free-to-air channel called Sky Sports Pick, um, yeah. which is a new channel that they've introduced um, to allow people to see some games for free. So you don't even have to have a Sky subscription, people. You can go ahead and watch the game. Um, there's also a couple of games on BBC as well, which is fantastic. So you can have Lineker. Uh, previewing a few games, um, and that's I believe they've got six or eight of the BBC as well. So, uh, really nice, exciting, nice, um, man. really exciting. Mate, um, mate there's that. one on Amazon as well. I saw, is that right? Really, there's, yeah, there's a game on Amazon. I think, um, oh. hold on, let me get the list up. Um, Palace v Burnley, uh, Monday, okay. the 29th of June. I don't know if that's um, since changed because this list is quite old, but apparently, Amazon's got a game, it's quite interesting. Wonder if that will be on a free. Method, I don't know. Probably yeah, a paid know. subscription. On I mean, one. when they had it around the Christmas period, remember they had a whole day. Was it New Year's Day or was it Boxing Day? One of the two. It was, BTA it was one Boxing and Day. Yeah. Yeah, it was, that it was, was Boxing cool. Day. That was actually really good. But Amazon got some great feedback from that as well. So that's an interesting um It's potentially well. the future, man, this streaming service as opposed to um pay-per-view kind of subscriptions. I mean, same with boxing, well, I guess. Yeah. Subscription-based, like the zone and shit. It seems to be, um, could be the future of uh, how we watch our sports and how we access it. Especially if the crowd aspect is going to be an issue for, for a long time, the, the interactive experience for the, for the fan is going to be the next big thing. So that Absolutely. might be something that they're looking at for next season. I think Facebook Absolutely. and YouTube are also interested in jumping Mate, on Mate, that's a good point you made, that interactive experience, because... Um, I saw this advert again, uh, Sky Fan Zone, where it's almost, I mean, I don't know anything about it, but just looking at the advert, it looked like it was a, um, almost like a Zoom call uh, with the match going on in, on the side. Does that make sense? So you had like boxes of people's faces of your friends or family, whatever, and then yeah. the game showing at the same time. So it's, so it's yeah. like you're you know, immersed in the game on the, alongside them. Uh, so that was done by a Danish. I think what you're talking about. A Danish team did that a week and a half ago, and they got all their fans to sign in via Zoom, and they projected it onto the into the stadium. Um, they also did a drive-by, a drive-by, a drive-through. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they also did a drive-through um, for uh, fans to watch their games um, in their cars, so it was a safe social distance. Um, what? So they what? They drove. They drove to the car park or something and had it on a big screen outside. That is that is completely correct. They drove to the car park, had oh, a sure. big uh, screen and uh, created some atmosphere. You know, fans had the, you know uh, their scarves out of their cars and you know it was um, it was interesting to see. I don't know if that would ever work here. Um, I don't know if um, people will stick to the rules. To be honest, <laughs> um, but um, you know that would be interesting. You know, it does develop into that next year. But they're already talking about fans coming back to the ground, but. Let's let's see. Watch this space slowly. Anyway, um, yeah. who knows? But yeah, no. Just to uh, talk about Man City Arsenal. Um, obviously, you, Pep Guardiola versus um, Arteta. Obviously, Arteta was at Man oh, City yeah. early this year. Um, quite a quite an interesting aspect um, with that. Um, does does Arteta have some inside knowledge that would help him against Pep? Um, I'm sure he does, but I'm sure it's very difficult to uh, stop these Man City players from uh, passing the ball around. And I think, think this whole no-crowd situation may really thrive for a team like Man City. That's obvious saying that. Obviously, they pass the ball very well, keep a high possession. Um, but, uh, you know, Arsenal, Arsenal also haven't beaten City in their last five meetings. 
Um, so they don't really have the best of record against them. I believe they lost 3-0 at the Emirates earlier this year, um, with Kevin De Bruyne having um, one hell of a game um, um, on that front. Um, with this one, um, I've... Um, I've toiled with with um, City um, winning from a high high uh, scoreline or from a low scoreline. I've actually gone for a very controversial one 0 win to Man City um, on this one, uh, with Sergio Aguero scoring um, a winner in the seventieth uh, minute onwards. Um, and you can get that at eleven to one at some bookmakers if you're interested from a betting angle as well. Nice, mate. You know what? The one star I was looking at is I think it was something like Arsenal were the only team. Not to lose a game this season, uh, this season, this calendar year, um, which is quite interesting. Wow, okay. I mean, yeah, I, did, don't know, I don't know how many there are because uh, lockdown came quite yeah. early on in the year, but I think there was still a handful of games. I think they like drew like four and one four or something. I don't know, don't know the exact numbers, but to not be to be unbeaten this calendar year, don't know, man. Might have to go with That's the huge. stats. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. I think Man United and Arsenal did very well this this year. You are correct. Um, that's why I've kind of gone for one 0 maybe. Um, you know, close game and Man City just prevailing at the end um, mm. and getting that home victory and three points. Um, do you have a prediction on this one? Um, I'm gonna use that stat that I just um, mentioned and maybe controversially go for a one-one draw. That's how I'm gonna put oh, it down. As, solid. Yeah, we shall see. Solid that, prediction. We shall yeah, see. definitely. <laughs> I think. Um, well, moving on from moving on from that, I think we have a uh, we have a day off, um, which is going to be difficult. We have the Thursday off. There is no football on the Thursday this week. Um, it's going to be difficult. <laughs> it's going to be difficult, but I'm sure we'll we'll handle it well. Give us a good time to analyse what we saw um, this evening um, on the Wednesday. Um, <clears throat> moving on to uh, Saturday's, uh, sorry, Friday's games. Um, we have two games to look forward to again. Um, First game is Norwich versus Southampton at 6pm uh, kickoff. Um, mm. And then um, a really, really good evening game, which I think is the best game of the first week of football, is um, Spurs at home, Tottenham Hotspur versus uh, Manchester United. Jose, um, obviously, uh, facing his old team. Um, but just to start on Norwich versus Southampton, um, not much to say for, for, for Norwich. Obviously, Daniel Farker, uh, manager of Norwich, you know, he's hoping to pull off what they would call a little miracle, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, great, great escape. Perhaps, yeah, perhaps a great, probably that's one of the great escapes of all time if they do pull it off. Um, they've got a good side, Norwich, you know, in terms of attacking presence. I just think, I just think the Premier League was just a bit too much for them in terms of defensively and getting overwhelmed by some teams at the time. But they do play a good brand of football. When They play really good football, man. Like, really good. And it's quite interesting to see how they sort of maintain that style uh, coming up a league. Because not all teams try and can get away with that. Do you know what I mean, I know Sheffield United have shown that they kind of can. But they've adapted as well. Do you know what I mean, um, I think you said, yeah, yeah. Norwich, Norwich perhaps have probably just been a bit naive in the defensive side of things. Do you know what I mean? But... Um, yeah, man, it's been in, it's been entertaining to watch. Like not in Arudo, but a lot better than watching some teams that come on. Do you know what I mean, who just fold and maybe I don't know, stick 11, uh, 10 men behind the ball or whatever. Um, yeah. So it has been interesting. But, yeah. yeah, that that may be their downfall at the end, but you know they've got some good players like Camwell and obviously Puki um, and Bundia, and, man. Bundia, Bundia. great he's, great player. He's a quality. Um, they got they got Aaron's as well, who is a winger that's been touted with some of the top teams as well um, around mm. um, Premier League. 
But uh, yeah, I think this will be an interesting game. It's at Carrow Road, a home game for Norwich. Um, be interested to see what what the home home uh, stadiums mean for these teams. Obviously, we saw in the Bundesliga that it really hasn't made a difference. Um, in the Liga as well, starting last week as well, not so much either. So, um, will that be a factor? Carrow Road, not too sure. Southampton, Raffle Hussein. Um, obviously, Southampton, they could argue that they're safe, but I really believe that any team that is in that um, 11th to 12th and below, like they are, um, are going to be in a bit of a bit of concern if you start losing a few games. Um, obviously, uh, Southampton, you know, they've had they've had a kind of an up and down season. They uh, didn't start off well, um, but then they really started ramming up a, a number of wins and significant wins. Um, Southampton won this uh, game 2-1 at this, uh, earlier this year um, and um, for this prediction uh, for Norwich versus Southampton I've actually gone for a 2-1 uh, a um, away win again um, for uh, well, away win for Southampton um, I just think they'll have um, a bit too much um, for Norwich um, and I'll be interested to see if that does come through um, I believe you can get that at some bookmakers at around 12 to 1 um, if you do shop around. Um, but yeah. Mm. Mate, quick question. Remember, Roland, was it Rolando Aarons? Did he play for Arsenal? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Newcastle, sorry. He did, Rolando. Is he, is he related to Aarons in Norwich? That's a very good, that's a very good question. I don't, I don't think he is. I might be completely wrong on that front. Um, Max Aarons is the Norwich player, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ronaldo Aarons, um, he's out on loan somewhere. Um, is he still a Newcastle player? I, put, put me on the spot here. I might have to um, have a look <laughs> on, online and check if that's the case. Um, it's been a while. I will have a check and I'll, I'll get back to you. Uh, are you while, you check, while you check, I'm going to give my predictions. Please, um, please. Norwich Southampton, I'm going for... I think I'm going for quite an open game, a high-scoring game. Um, I'm going to go, but I'm still going to back Southampton in this one. Um, I'm going to go for maybe a 3-2 away win, Southampton win. Um, yeah, man, I think this is a kind of game where we might actually see some goals. Uh, so, yeah, see what happens with that one, eh? Yeah, strong, strong, uh, strong prediction there, 3-2, um, a lot of goals. Um, yeah, very, 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 um, uh, very, very foreseeable that. Um, I can tell you, uh, Ronaldo uh, Arons um, plays as a winger for Motherwell on loan uh, from Newcastle United. So, yes, he okay. is a Newcastle, so a Newcastle United Newcastle player. player. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's playing in the SPL um, for Motherwell at this present moment in time. Um, whether he is a sibling of uh, Max Arons, I'm yet to know. But Not, not necessarily avoid. sibling. He could be like cousin or something. I swear I heard something about that. So I was just wondering... You, you've, you've hit the nail on the head. Um, according to Wikipedia, his cousin is Norwich City player Max Aarons. So yeah, little Ooh. trivia of the little trivia of the day there. Um, Mate, we're full of trivia here in the shed. We just need someone to clarify. <laughs> we're right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Awesome. Um, awesome. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to the Friday, uh, the later Friday evening game. Friday night football. Tottenham Man U. Blinding game, mate. Absolute belter. <laughs> Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, an absolute belter, as you do say. Um, I, I, <laughs> uh, I personally, 
personally, I think this is the best game of the first week. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong. Um, I think it's exciting. Friday night football. Um, 8.15 kickoff. Um, you've got, uh, obviously, Jose Mourinho. Um, not going back to Old Trafford. I believe he's already done that. But he is um, at home versus um, Manchester United. Now, um, this is going to be a very interesting uh, game. Jose Mourinho, you know, will he have a different tactical approach? He needs to make some different changes um, from when he joined. I believe that he had no clean sheets during the whole time that he, he when he would, when he took over as Tottenham manager. Um, they really need to organise at the back. I know Tottenham faced a number of significant injuries, Son fracturing his arm or his hand, and obviously Harry Kane's long-term injury as well. And then some further injuries to uh, Berwin and other players that um, really... Jose Mourinho had a bad luck for a number of three weeks um, with those injuries on that front. Um, but they're back now. Obviously, Son went and did military service for Korea, mm, which yeah. is uh, one hell of an uh, amazing... Well, I won't say amazing, so, but... Interesting amazing, lockdown interesting, story, interesting, isn't it? An interesting lockdown story from his perspective. Um, and he's done that, and apparently he was one of the best um, uh, people. Whether they're saying that, I don't know. Um, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, importantly, I think one thing that Spurs fans are going to really welcome is Harry Kane back at the front. Um, I can see Harry Kane um, scoring a lot of goals during this uh, no fans kind of lockdown. Um, he's obviously back now and he's up for selection um, for Mourinho's side. So I think it's a huge factor for them. Uh, one thing we must note is uh, Deli Ali is obviously banned for uh, this game due to his. Um, Stupidity, one would say, um, but um, yeah, he's so, got yeah, a game he, ban. Yeah, he um, he sent out that tweet, I think, which was uh, incentive, I think, towards a certain faction of people. I think, was it during lockdown he sent it? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, he sent it during lockdown, and I believe it was obviously related to COVID-19 and coronavirus. But, uh, yeah, so he's missing that game, you're right. Um, yeah. I think um, you're spot on, man, in terms of um, the players coming back for Spurs, is going to be interesting. Um, yeah, they just have definitely. a bigger, yeah, bigger pool to pick from, and yeah, people like Kane and Son coming back can be very interesting to see what they do. Uh, totally. What's your thoughts um, on the game, though? Man United, like you said, they're yeah. in a good run of form. Um, they're Bruno Fernandez really uh, stepping up, you know, since uh, January. How do you see it totally. going? Yeah, so I was just going to mention Man United obviously have a few players coming back as well. They've got Rashford, that's, I believe that's fit for in, fit from injury. A lot of good press about Rashford at the moment with the school meals front as well that he's, he's doing. Um, mm. And Paul Pogba is back for selection as well. Paul Pogba, who would have thought it? Um, so this is a very tough game. Um, I really think that Man United do have... If, if with Fernandez in that team, they do have a team that's exceptionally, exceptionally good. You take Fernandez out, I don't, don't, don't rate them as highly, which sounds weird because he's only played about four games in the Premier League. Um, for this game, I've gone for a one-all draw um, between Tottenham and Man United. I've gone for Harry Kane to go back on the score list as well and get a goal, but Man United to get a crucial point um, at um, Tottenham Stadium. Um, what do you? What are your thoughts on this game? I'd be very interested. <laughs> um, I can see three different results happening. Man, I can see Tottenham winning. I can see Tottenham and Manu drawing, and I can see Manu winning. So I don't okay, know. Okay, so everything. <laughs> <laughs> I can see everything happening in this game. I'm gonna back Tottenham. Um, they're at home. They've got all these players come back. There's been a lot of press about them 
uh, people breaching lockdown and shit like that. But from a footballing point of view, they're breaching it because they've been doing extra training and shit, right? I don't mm. know. Maybe maybe they're in a better shape. Uh, Marine, uh, Mourinho and his staff, they stayed at the training ground, uh, close to the training ground together, I believe. I mean, they can just talk football for like all day long, right, with each other. So maybe they've got their tactics on point. Maybe they're ready to yeah. send out message to their squad. I don't know, just something... So I've got just a feeling that Tottenham, I think they just seem... I think they've really used this opportunity of lockdown to... to really get one step ahead because they were trailing, do you know what I mean? And Mourinho coming in without pre-season, I think definitely affected him, yeah. his style and his players. So I think having this break has actually maybe finally caught him up to speed with his team, what he needs to do. And I think he's such a winner. I know he's had a few dodgy years recently, but he's definitely a winner still. And I just see him hitting the ground running and taking no shit, basically. And I want to see that because I like the guy drumming. So I'm going to back Tottenham, man. Yeah. I'm going to go against what you said about the clean sheet. I'm going to go for a 2-0 Tottenham one. Um, yeah. 2-0 for Spurs. Um, solid, 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 um, solid uh, prediction there. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that at all. I think it could go to Spurs. I just think, um, I just could see it being a one-all draw. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. Absolutely. Looking forward to mate. that one. Really looking forward to that Friday evening. Yeah, yeah I think now, um, I mean, moving on to Saturday, I think now it gets a bit interesting in terms of... Um, how we view the games because we are not used to seeing a three o'clock kickoff. And I think we've got a Saturday now where we've been, what, got four games all at different times or five games. That is correct. Is it? So yeah, it's going to be really interesting to have a Saturday where you've got just football from start to finish. Um, yeah, yeah, I think we start off um, with what, Watford Leicester at 12.30 or something? That's correct. Yeah, so you're totally right. We've got four games on the Saturday, uh, 12.30, 3pm, 5.30 and 7.45. Um, not many, not many wives and girlfriends are going to be happy on that Saturday. Um, but anyway, uh, Watford versus Leicester, 12.30pm uh, kickoff um, at Vicarage Road. Um, not too far from my humble home. Um, this one, um, obviously, Watford uh, very much need um, a result, don't they? Um, obviously, coming off beating Liverpool 3-0, I mean, who would have predicted that? I don't think anyone did. Um, this is a tough. This is a tough one. Um, obviously, there was there was obviously that not controversy. Troy Deeney had his his complete right to not want to train during that coronavirus and that COVID period, and I blame him not. I don't blame him one bit whatsoever, especially with the BAME factor as well and him protecting his family. Um, obviously, you know, the, there's a lot of scrutiny. He, his family came under death threats. His son, his son was uh, in the same situation as well, all because he didn't want to train uh, due to coronavirus. Um, Sometimes, as I said, we've got to look at the bigger picture, as I said on the first podcast. But um, Watford is an interesting one. They need the points. Um, Leicester are in that top three position and want to um, secure a definite guaranteed Champions League spot. Um, this one, when I was looking at the prediction, I thought it would be a fairly open game. Both play a decent uh, brand of passing football, especially Leicester, um, who really do pass the ball very, very well. Um, with the likes of you know your Madison Tivardis, your Harvey Barnes, um, and then Didi behind there, um, I believe they have no injury injury issues to worry about. Um, on this game, I've actually gone for a um, 
a fairly high scoring um, game, but I've gone for a uh, 2-1 victory uh, to Leicester away from home. Um, I just think that they will get the job done. Um, I was close to picking a 1-0 Leicester, but I can see Watford getting on the scoreline um, as well. Um, but if you do shop around, you can get a 2-1, about a 9-1 um, if you are a betting person as well. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Awesome. Um, I'm going to go 1-0 Leicester on this one. So I'm agreeing with you, the Leicester victory away win. Solid. Awesome, man. All right, I just want to change my prediction to yours. Um, <laughs> All right, well, ne- next game we've got um, Arsenal in action again. After tonight's game, they, they catch up. So uh, in the game, we, they're away to Brighton, I believe. Yeah, completely right. Um, Brighton playing in the Amex. Um, I think it's a bit harsh on Arsenal, to be fair. They, it's strange how Man City are able to play on a Monday night and um, they have to play on a Saturday rather than a Sunday, at least. Um, doesn't seem that much of a break between their two games, in all honesty. But um, maybe they just got a hard hard done by by the uh, fixture list, so I don't think Arteta was happy about that. Yeah, I mean, um, to be honest, it's because they're playing again on the following Tuesday in the next game week, so I think... Oh, are they? Okay, they need show. to have a bit of a rest between that as well. But then you could argue why can't they play on the Thursday next week or something like that. I mean, but who knows, man? T- I'm, totally, sure, I'm totally. sure these guys kind of know what they're doing. Yeah, so you've got Brighton, obviously. Um, they were the one team that were very vocal about the whole um, no fans in the ground, not being able to play um, at their home when um, it was going to be played at neutral venues. And obviously they don't want the relegation thing to happen because they believe it's not fair. Um, their chairman has been very, very vocal about this. Even their players, Glenn Murray, said that they won't be playing um, at all. Um, this was a couple of weeks back that they did voice these opinions. Um, but um, a lot, of, a lot of teams in that bottom half of the table did say that West Ham as well about the relegation. But uh, Brighton, especially, were extremely vocal about that. But look, we have relegation in place, and I think the teams would just have to, you know, you you have to get on with it and deal with it um, on that front. One good thing that stands well for Brighton is that um, Glenn. Um, Potter does get them playing um, some very good attacking football um, at times. Um, and they have a fantastic record against Arsenal, actually. Um, previously, um, last year, I believe, um, they drew one all with Arsenal at the Emirates. And that was Emery's last game that got him sacked officially. Um, so um, it's an interesting aspect. But then Arsenal, um, the argument is, is will they be a bit more fresh? Not fresher. Will they be a bit more um, on top of the ball, on top of the game, considering that they're playing on Wednesday? Um well, you could ask. You could look at that in two sides, doesn't it? You could say, you could. Um, are they match sharp, like more, you know, sharper in terms of a match scenario, or are they more physically drained? So it could work for them and against them, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, you know, you're completely, you're completely right on that. Um, and that's why in this game I've gone for a draw. Um, I do see Brighton playing very well in the first time game, but I do see Arsenal doing okay as well there. Um, I've gone for a. Uh, two-all draw, um, uh, sorry, a one-all draw, apologies, not two-all, a one-all draw, which can is priced at 11-2 to two if you shop around some bookmakers, um, so yeah. If you shop around, all right, I'm going to go for an Arsenal win. Um, good, good, okay. I'm going to go for a 3-1 Arsenal win. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't actually see it happening, I'm just, uh, I like to throw in a uh, an odd sort of outlier in terms terms of predictions. You know I mean, because that's what football is, man. It's never what we predict. So I try and beat Hopefully. the game. You know what I mean, by throwing in some silly, silly, silly predictions. 
Yeah. But that's not a silly prediction. That that could that could easily happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know, but uh, Arsenal fans will, will think it's um, it's definitely yeah, feasible. But maybe non-Arsenal fans might think it's silly. Who knows, mate? Totally. Um, well, moving on to next game, we obviously have West Ham versus Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, Five thirty mm. PM kickoff. Um, West Ham now uh, playing in the London Stadium, obviously. Um, West Ham are one of the worst, worst informed, worst form teams um, before lockdown. So lockdown couldn't have been a great blessing for them, I believe. Um, I no disrespect to uh, West Ham and West Ham fans. I don't, really didn't think they played good football whatsoever um, in the whole year of 2020. Um, really, really poor. Um, obviously, they've got um, they got um, the whole City striker um, Jared Bowen, um, who I believe they bought. Um, or they got a loan, but he he's an exciting prospect as well. Um, they got him in January, so they may they want to see some goals from goals from him. Um, it's a tough one for West Ham. I I I wouldn't be surprised. Again, it sounds like I'm jumping on their backs. I wouldn't be surprised that they get relegated. Um, I do think they need a major turnaround in the way that they play football, and especially defensively. Defensively, they they were, they were very very bad. Um, there is some quality within that team, though. Um, Haller can get get scoring at times. I think Wall. Uh, we're looking at it from West Ham versus Wolves. I think Nuno Nuno is a fantastic manager. Wolves. We've spoken about before many many times how good they are attacking. Um, and I distinctly remember them beating Tottenham three two before the lockdown and really playing some great football. Um, with this one, um, my prediction, as you may have guessed, I have gone for a Wolves Wolves victory away from home. Um, on this one, and um, I've gone for a, a two-nil victory to Wolves, um, which is priced at nine to one um, at some bookmakers, um, and that would be one of my bankers of the week, if I'm being honest. And I think um, anyone should gobble up those odds. And, uh, take <laughs> I think I think we have our first um, prediction where we agree with each other. Um, I'm gonna have to mirror what you said. Two-nil Wolverhampton, man. They're quality, quality side. Yeah, um, obviously, you know, Jimenez, Jota, it's going to be interesting, you know. Uh, they were flying before lockdown, so even an argument they could finish in the top four, even an argument for that. Mate, they're just such a good team to watch. They've got so many like, individual stars and they play so well as a team. And like you said, their manager's class as well. So Wolves are definitely, definitely, definitely a good side, man. Yeah. Yep. And um, yeah, so moving on to the next one, we have obviously Bournemouth Palace, 7.45pm uh, on the Saturday. Um, well, mate, before we go into that one, um, just yeah, some literally breaking news that's come out now is oh. Ryan Frazier has uh, rejected a short-term contract extension at Bournemouth. So he's actually set to leave um, at the end of this month. Um, and he wow. is one of the better players, I would say, definitely over the last few years. Um, well, so that's, yeah. That's going to hit them quite that's hard. That's breaking news. Mm. Um, yeah, I think Arsenal were linked with him, weren't they, for about 50, 50, 60 mil um, last year. So that's an interesting one. Did you, when you said that he's going to leave at the end of this month, does that mean mm. he's going to leave mid, mid, well, mid season, effectively? Well, his effectively. Expire? Well, yeah, effectively, because that's when his legal contract runs out at the end of the year. So he has no obligation to stay. Um, like other players for that team, uh, like Simon Francis, Simon um, uh, Artem Boric. And who else? Charlie Daniels. They all signed short-term extensions to maybe see out the remainder of this um, second part of the season. So mm. yeah, he's set, with him set to leave. Um, 
technically you could play uh, still a few games for them, but who knows, man, if you're in that situation, if I don't know if the relationship's that good or, you know, I mean, it might be quite, it might be, um, it might be good, it might not be. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to affect the team, but um, in terms of quality, it's definitely affected them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's a, that's a very, very good point on, on, on that front as well. Um, is this the game that you uh, mentioned that will be on Amazon, or is that uh, is it Bournemouth Palace this one? Or no, no, no. That that Amazon no. one, which I thought was um, on Amazon, still not confirmed. That's um, okay. that's uh, later on in the month. Another game week. Oh, yeah, that's not this game. Okay, that's like towards enough. the end of June. Um, yeah, from yeah, no, you're totally right. It's actually on this one. Actually on BBC. One so uh, Saturday evening BBC One followed by match of the day quite an exciting match of the uh, match of the day that is for BBC One. Um, on this front, obviously you got Bournemouth. Bournemouth desperately um, uh, need a uh, victory. They need some points. They're in dire form under Eddie Howe um, just before lockdown. Um, Palace. A lot of people argue that they're they're safe. They're in the eleventh position. Uh, Roy Hodgson has done it again for another year. Um, mm. Interesting. He gets them playing some very some good football at times, but defensively they don't really concede many goals. Crystal Palace they they seem to really have that wrapped wrapped up. Um, with this game, um, obviously Bournemouth do need the points, and they are fighting for um, fighting for a a, a W. Um, I'm going to actually go for an away win here. Um, I'm going to go for a Palace win away from home, and I'm going to go for a. Uh, one nil victory for Palace um, with uh, Milanovic scoring a penalty, um, and you can get that about uh, five to one, six to one if you shop around. Sim, oh Sim. All right, I'm gonna lob in a draw here because I don't think I'll put enough draws, and kind of looks like a draw game to me, to be honest. So, uh, one one draw, mate. Yeah, one one draw. Um, solid, solid pick on that on that side as well. So that. That um that wraps up our games on Saturday. Yeah, man, and then we start Sunday off with um your first love, Mr. Mike yeah. Ashley. I mean, sorry, Newcastle United. <laughs> uh, yeah, um Sunday, <clears throat> good 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 game of good games of football for all of us, I think, um on this uh, pod potentially, mm. um and uh, generally we could see the title being lifted on Sunday as well. Um, if uh, Man City do lose to Arsenal on the Wednesday, Liverpool can win uh, that game against Everton and win the title right there and then. First game of the season, uh, restart of the season. Um, oh, so we've got Newcastle. Yeah, sorry, you were going to say something there. No, no, I said no way. I didn't know they could win in this early. That's quite Yeah, yeah, they could. They they need six points. Um, and if um, Man City lose, then that means they need. Everton fans will not be wanting Man City to lose that game against <laughs> Arsenal tonight. They do not no. want to see Liverpool lift that trophy on their no, soil, right? Not one bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, we've got the first game, which is um, at 2pm Newcastle-Sheffield. And we've got a lovely game, Aston Villa-Chelsea at 4.15. Mm. Um, and then Everton-Liverpool at 7pm. Uh, but yeah, to talk about Newcastle United-Sheffield Sheffield United. Um, Newcastle had a, um, obviously... Um, more news um, uh, away from the club and what the players are doing and more about what's going to happen with the owners, obviously, that we've spoken about. Um, wonder whether that's been a distraction for them. Um, I really do. Um, that could have a... It could be... One would think it'd be a real positive, but it could be could have the opposite effect as well. Um, 
definitely definitely could be both you're right because mate the the sort of off the field kind of media attention that we get you're right no one's even uh really had much of a conversation with bruce or his team uh do you know what I mean? So maybe they've just gone, gone on with it, uh, kept their yeah. head down and gone on with it behind the scenes. Or like you said, could have had a detrimental effect. You don't know. No one knows me. Yeah, no, to- to- totally. Um, I think from looking at a few games we played a pre-season, I uh, say pre-season, pre-lockdown season, um, we played uh, we, be- we played Middlesbrough, we lost three. Uh, we won 3-2. We were 2-0 down at half-time. Um we obviously have some good attacking players, um, Almiron and um, Sam Maximum, um, that are going to be a good presence. Um, I think Chris, obviously Chris Wilder, braved the baton before. Um, I don't want to pick against my own team. I really, really don't. But I don't think we. I don't think we're going to beat Sheffield United. To be very honest with you, uh, I just, I just see Sheffield United uh, being very defensively sound against us. They've had that. They'll have that first game against Villa, and then they'll have an adequate number of days of rest uh, to then play us. Um, not too much of a journey, Sheffield to Newcastle either. Um, I'm gonna go um, with this one, and um, I'm not gonna pick Sheffield. I'm gonna go with a draw, but I'm gonna go with our first nil nil. Um, oh, the, uh, no way. The, That's what I was going to say. Of the prediction. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Very no, interesting. Nil-nil, sure. no, no, you can get 7-1 to at a lot of places. But I just think it'd be nil-nil. I, I think Newcastle will have a spell of, spell of possession where we do dominate, but we don't get a goal. Sheffield United will be very good defensively, not concede many goals. Most of their games under 2.5 goals. Um, I see uh, this being a nil-nil. At a push, I didn't want to say it, but a 1-0 win to Sheffield, but I don't want to say it. So I'm going to go with a nil-nil um, for that one. But interesting you going for that as well. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm going to go for the same. Definitely. All right, let's uh, let's quickly finish off these predictions. We've got yeah. Aston Villa v Chelsea. Woo! Ooh. Juicy, I mean, I, I might I might I might hand the ball to you uh, uh, on to you on this one. Um, if yeah. That's okay, and then I'll give my prediction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Can you tell us about uh, Chelsea at the moment? <laughs> what, what do you want to know, mate? <laughs> Whoa. We signed like Timo Werner. William might be going. Yeah, you signed Timo Werner. We signed Timo Werner. We signed Ziyech uh, back in January. He's technically set to arrive in the end of June, so I don't know how that's going to work. Whether he can come straight or what's going on going on with that. Good point. Good You're point. right about William and Pedro. Their deals coming up. Um, to be fair, with all this noise that we're making in the transfer market and even potential future signings, um, it might be a fact that Chelsea have conceded to keeping these two sort of veteran wingers, if you like. And um, yeah, maybe bolstering that with new players and uh, even some of the youth guys. So yeah, it's interesting at Chelsea, man. Um, I think these kind of signings, if anything, would just put a boost on the squad, do you know what I mean? Because it shows their intent and maybe these this competition for places, people might step it up a notch. And these youngsters who think that they've been had, they've been given sort of a really good opportunity, which they have, I think it makes them now think, look over the shoulder and think, oh, shit, I need to keep my levels up high. Do you know what I mean? I can't drop at any moment because I could be out of the team and this new guy might replace me. So, yeah, man, it's going to be interesting. Chelsea have had an interesting year. It's been quality to watch. Right before lockdown started, again, Billy Gilmore coming into the fray. He was a really interesting and exciting player to watch. So it'll be, uh, it'll be good to see these kind of players, what they can do. Um, yeah, I mean, they are up against Villa again. Who This is their second game in, in a short period. So, like we said, whether fatigue plays a part or whether match sharpness plays a part, we don't know 
how that affect them. Again, they're at home as well, but like we said, how much difference does that make without fans for them? Only, only time will tell. So yeah, man, I'm not sure how it's going to go, but I'm going to back my team. I'm going to back mm-hmm. us to um, win 3-1. 3-1, mm-hmm. solid prediction. Um, and then uh, if you, sh- sorry, I'm just going to use finish up using your famous line. If you shop around, you can get this at, oh no, wait, you don't have that ready for you. To, ready for me. <laughs> you can get that, you can get it at 11 to 1. Oh, um, there which you is, go. Uh, very nice, very nice odds there. Take it. Um, <laughs> 11 to 1. Um, right. Not a very good prediction there um, on that front. Um, I think Chelsea, as I couldn't agree more with you, have had a really fantastic lockdown, um, mainly because Roman Abramovich has made a lot of money during coronavirus because one of his businesses has uh, <laughs> share, share prices have like nearly doubled. Um, hence why you're buying a lot of players in the market. A lot of people couldn't put that 50 million out there for Werner. Werner, I think, is a great signing, very young player, 24 years old. Um, you are also going to put in Kai Havertz apparently as well, compete with Real Madrid and Man United. Hey, there was a big rumour last night or something about bloody Cristiano Ronaldo and Chelsea. That was quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was very fun. Yeah, it's, um, it's they interesting. Saying I mean, like, mate, they were saying something like 120 mil for him. And really? That's mad, man. I know how good he's, he's 35 years yeah. old. I mean, Chelsea don't oh. spend that money on, on older players, man. Anyone past 30, like yeah. nearly Yes, a one-year contract, like roll-on deal kind of. Do you know what I mean? At the max, yeah, two no, years. Yeah, no, for sure. That's probably that's exactly why William can't can't sign a new contract because they're not giving him enough longevity. But yeah, man. I guess um, if someone said to you, Jaden Sancho, 120 million, or Cristiano Ronaldo, 120 million, who would you who would you pick? Like, given that choice, because they're both valued at the same. I'd say, can we have Eden Hazard back, please, mate? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right. You know, this money we're getting is the hazard money, man. Like we had two transfer it windows, but we didn't. We basically didn't spend a penny. I know we uh, we signed Kovacic long term and um, Ziyech and Jan, but yeah, we had that money. So I think Chelsea are sticking within their financial fair play. Sure. Yeah, d- 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 definitely. And um, Barman Rich is obviously swimming in it as well. Mm. Um, but um, just moving on to this game, um, I saw something today. Willian on going to go to Man United. Whether that's the truth or not on that front, I don't know. That'd be an interesting one. Um, I think, as I said, great business done by Chelsea. I think Chelsea are playing pretty good football uh, before the lockdown. I think they smashed Everton out of the park um, um, just before lockdown. Um, mm. I've gone for a the highest scoring goal line of the my of this week get my words out properly I've gone for a uh, 4-1 away victory to Chelsea um, at Villa Park um, and that is 20-1 on that one so for five we get £120 back but um, I think Chelsea play good football Um, tell me is Tammy Abraham fit Um, I'm not sure mate I'm not sure okay Okay. Um, but regardless I think Chelsea are good good side Um, I think they'll play some good attacking football under France during this as well so yeah yeah, man, definitely. I know. I know we got a few other players back from injury, like Ruben. Um, he hasn't played all season, so it'd be interesting to see oh, right. how, how he's been doing, man. Yeah, he was doing really well last year under Sarri. Um, I think he really got his game nailed down, his technical ability, and yeah, he was looking like a real force in that midfield. So I'm interested to see him come back at some point. Anyway, Pulisic let's move on. Fit as well, Pulisic might be fit. As That's well. it, Pulisic. Yeah, he's another one. No, he's quality, honestly. He's quality. So exciting times for Chelsea, if you're a fan. So, yeah. Mm. 
All right, let's move on, man. We've got to wrap this yep. up. Um, we've got two more games to go through. Quick time, Everton, mm-hmm. Liverpool. You briefly touched upon it earlier. Liverpool could win um, the league if sort of other results Correct. go their way. Um, how do you see the game going itself? Yeah, this one, um, obviously, uh, most side derby um, at Goodison um, Park. There was talk that it wouldn't be at Goodison Park just because of the fan aspect, and obviously uh, they weren't sure. This game is free for anyone to see on Sky Sports Pick, 7 p.m. Oh, nice. on the Sunday. Um, I um, was um and ahhing about this game, but at the end, I did go for a Liverpool victory. Um, they obviously, uh, be, I think they won 5-2 earlier this year um, at Liverpool um, when they played each other, Liverpool that, we, that is. Um, I've gone for a, um, a 2-0 victory to Liverpool here and that is priced at 7-1. Um, I just think they'll have a bit too much for um, Everton. Um, and without, without the home fans being there for Everton, I think it's going to be a huge factor especially for Merseyside Derby. I think you'd agree with me on that one. For Merseyside Derby, not having those Evertonians behind you is going to be massive. Yeah, it'll be interesting, man. See what Ancelotti does. Um, mm. what, mate, you know, like once they're wrapped up the title, what do you think Liverpool are going to do? How, do? how do you think they're going to treat the remainder of this um, second part of the season? Do you reckon they'll use it as like an opportunity to maybe uh, give more opportunities to the, um, to the youth, younger players, or I don't know? I would hope so. I would hope so. Um, I think, yeah, definitely. You know, once they win the season, I think Klopp, Klopp has a, visit, visit, a vision of beating Man City's record of 100. And I think it's 100 points they got in bang on, bang on City they did a couple of years ago, two years ago. So, so they beat Klopp Chelsea's has, record. They beat Chelsea's that's correct. one, didn't they? That is correct, um, yeah. So, yeah, I think so it was think 100, yeah. Liverpool obviously only lost one game in the Premier League. Um, Mate, I, I, did, I, think if, real, I think if they hadn't have lost that game, then that question asked would have been sort of a different answer in the sense of mm. they would have been going for the unbeatables. Um, what's it called? Unbeatables. That's not what it's called. Um, yeah, the Invincibles. Invincibles, <laughs> yeah. Unbeatables. What the Unbeat- fuck is that? <laughs> isn't that, isn't that a uh, cartoon? Uh, or that's the Invincibles, uh, was it? I, I yeah, don't know, yeah. man. But they, I think they'll be going for the Invincibles record. Obviously, uh, that defeat to Watford. I, that's what I thought. Maybe now it's just like, all right, we won the league. You know, yeah. big, what, let, let's focus on the next season or the, ne- or the future of the club, etc. Who knows? Who knows? Definitely. All right, so what's um, the prediction? Well, my prediction on that one was a 2 0 win to Liverpool based upon the fact that they didn't have, uh, Everton don't have any home fans um, in their stadium. And I just think there'll be too much for uh, Everton um, altogether. And I've gone for a Liverpool win with Mane um, scoring a brace. Um, What's your scoreline prediction on the Liverpool game? Do you have a view uh, on this one? No, I just I like Ancelotti. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think, I think it all depends on this Man City game tonight, like you said. If for whatever reason they were to lose, which I think is probably hard to see. But if they were, I can just see Liverpool dominating Everton because they, they want to win it there. Do you know what I mean? It makes that, that much more satisfying, especially when you can't win it with fans and celebrating your city as much as usual. This little bit of this, that might give them a little bit of that sort of glimmer of, um, yeah, celebration. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's quite totally. a, a long stretch. So um, just looking at a face value, I'll probably say probably a 2-1 Liverpool win or something like that. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Again, very possible prediction. 
prediction on that. I think we, we're going on these games blind, aren't we? Um, yeah, yeah, there's so uh, many different factors you know, taken into consideration. This is definitely, just, uh, definitely. yeah, anything can happen. No, right. for sure. Anyway. We'll yeah, last game. Last game of the uh, first game week, right? Where we've seen uh, the teams catch up tonight and get everyone level on terms of number of games played. So we see Man City play their second game against Correct. Burnley. Burnley. Yes, uh, Man City, Burnley, 8 p.m. Uh, kickoff on the Monday night. Um, one could argue one of the less exciting games, but it's always good to see Man City play. Um, I wonder how um, this is going to affect Burnley. Burnley, 10th position, they were playing really good football before the lockdown in the sense that they won, I think they won four games in a row. Uh, Sean Dyche was manager of the month. Um in the month of February, um, and um, they were do- they were doing well, and um, they've secured their spot again in the league. Um, I believe they will not get relegated whatsoever now, um, which really is a credit to Sean Dyche. He's done really well for them um, over these years, um, and probably one of the underrated managers in the Premier League um, on that front. Um, going back to this game, obviously Man City at home again, another favourable game for them at home at the Etihad. Um, I see them being very fresh, a nice rest from Wednesday to Monday um, on this game. Um, Burnley would have watched everyone else play during the week. Um, I've gone for a, um, a fairly high-scoring game in this, contrary to what, what normally happens with Burnley play. Um, but on this one, I've gone for a, um, a 5-2 victory to Man City. Um, I see it being a very, very open game. One would say a wild game. Um, five two. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mate, that is wild um, for, for Burnley to score two at City, isn't it? That is a yeah, wild scorer. Yeah, I've always had a, I've always, we've always thought Man City's defence is very suspect. Um, but um, yeah, five two is a very, very wild game. But I see it being extremely, extremely. Or well, like two set pieces or something, you reckon? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think one goal for. I think Burnley may even take a lead, um, and then uh, that's when you get. That's when we'll get an open game going. Um, I uh, five to two on this one. Oh, five to two, five two scoreline. You can get fifty to one on that. So uh, if you can quit on that, you can get some money. Um, I think Man City will win um, hands down. Um, that is definitely my prediction. I think they'll win this game. Um, and um, yeah, they may not be fighting for a title anymore um, if it doesn't go their way. Mm. But yeah, that's my prediction. Five two to uh, nice, Man City nice. and a Man City victory at the Etihad versus Burnley. Mm. Well, I'm going to look into the future a bit and see. This is a Monday night game. Um, next Thursday, Man City will be away at Stamford Bridge. <clears throat> and I think I see Pep using his squad, rotating it a bit, and probably, probably putting a slightly, slightly weaker side out, perhaps, on this Monday night football against Burnley. So... Yeah, I definitely see him winning, maybe by not by that much though, maybe like a couple of goals and even that kind of like dragging it on into the second half late on. But yeah, I'm gonna go two 0 City for this one. That's my one, mate. Yeah, that, no, that's a, that's so that's a good point. I didn't know that they were playing Chelsea um uh, next week. Um then again, you know, as we were saying, Man City's team, their sub bench includes Mares, Bernardo Silva, um Jesus. Um, so I don't know if that's going to be weaker against Burnley. I, I, I agree with you though that they probably will rest some players. Um, and plus, having five substitutions is massive. You're going to see the likes of Phil Foden more on the pitch as well. 
um, some exciting players to look forward to um, from City standpoint to get on the field. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that wraps up our predictions for the first week. But, um, that does, mate. That does. Love um, every moment. Yeah, no. Yeah, thanks for that, man. It was good trip. Um, so we've got FA Cup coming up as well later on in the um, in the month. Uh, they're going to play those games on Saturdays, I believe, and Sundays. Um, I wanted to ask you a question about the Champions League. What's the sort of latest on that, and how is that going forward, if all? Yeah, so the, with the Champions League, um, what they've said is that there's going to be a mini World Cup as, as, as such, in quotation marks, um, and that will be in the month of uh, August. Um, so a lot of other leagues would have been wrapped up the leagues because roughly most, most leagues have about nine to ten games left, um, nine, ten, eleven. Um, uh, Bundesliga, for example, will be wrapped up a lot earlier than that. Maybe in the early part of July, so they're going to have a lot of rest. The argument is, is uh, the likes of Bayern Munich and RB Leipzig are going to be as fit um, coming into that game. They will be fresh. I think I think a couple of weeks will do them really well. Um, but um, you got the likes of the Premier League finishing at the back end of July, and then the Champions League um, that they say will be starting in the month of August. Um, it's going well, to be a. Go on, sorry. How are they? Who? How are they going to see? Who? I mean, who's in that little tournament, like you said? Because the some Champions teams, League's... no, because some teams have still got their second leg to play, like Chelsea. But uh, for example, they've got a second leg. Some teams have already been knocked out, like Tottenham and Liverpool. So how? I mean, what's going to happen to that second leg? Does that still exist, or? Yeah. So the second, the second they're, leg they're game is still going to happen. Round. Yeah, so the second leg game is still going to happen, but similar to what's happening with the Premier League today, Sheffield United and Man City are playing a, a day earlier. That's so exactly what's going to happen. Exactly what's going to happen with this. And you've got the quarterfinals, the semi-finals, and the final. It's going to be a World Cup style in one country. Um, it's going to be. They haven't announced where it's going to be hosted. This is going to happen for the Europa League. This is going to happen for the Europa League and the um, Champions League as well. Um, and they're discussing it today, I believe, as well um, on that front, and maybe coming up with a decision about what they're going to do, what they're going to do with it. But these are the rumours that it's going to be all in one venue, and Germany and Portugal have been um, touted as places to go. Portugal apparently more favourable, um, and apparently Benfica's Estadio da Luz um, could be used for a Champions League mini tournament, is what they're saying uh, on that side as well. Interesting. All right. So that means, all right, so like you said, it'll almost be like qualification, a round of qualification games for those people who have um, second legs left to play uh, in the round of, round of 16, I believe. Um, and then from That's the correct. quarterfinals onwards, which will be a mini tournament with uh, three rounds of matches, I guess. Quarterfinals, semis, final. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. That sounds pretty cool. All right. Awesome. No, definitely. Huge. That'd be awesome. Another little thing to look forward to, a Champions League tournament over yeah. a two-week period. Yeah. yeah, definitely. All right, man. We've got to wrap this up. Um, thanks for joining us this morning. We look forward to um, seeing these games tonight and um, yeah. Yeah, really interesting predictions from yourself. So thanks very much. For man. sure. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate being on and um, look forward to doing more predictions uh, with this upcoming uh, season starting again. Absolutely. Uh, it be man. interesting to see if we get our predictions more correct as we get to know uh, more about uh, the knowledge of each team. So, yeah, mm, how definitely. they come back from lockdown. But, yeah. Def definitely. Yeah, we'll try and get some uh, predictions in sometime. All right. Cheers, Ro, for joining us. Um, stay safe, no people. No problem. Goodbye. Thanks very much. Mm -hmm.